You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. And I'm Riley. And happy Pride. Yes, happy pride. And then Riley has a cute little saying she says it's to be not, inclusive. It's not I love my it. saying. You invented this. Uh, no, this is weird. You made it weird now. What is it? Hey, gays, gays, no. Bays. Gays. <laughs> bays. Girls. Girls, gays, and bays. Girls, gays, and bays. That's so cute. Yeah. Don't want to be like, you're not including someone. But hello well, to we're everyone. Not including men. Well, we never do. <laughs> <laughs> but happy Pride Week for Vancouver. Uh, super excited. It's going to be a good one. Before we get into all that, we have some house cleaning to do. First and foremost, please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere that Riley got the show on. You worked very hard for it, so <laughs> show us some love. It means a lot. Not only do we love um, reading them to inflate our egos, but also it helps with us just kind of getting out there and getting um, more people to the podcast, which is always nice. We also have very exciting news. We have finally settled on a date for the live show. If you're following on Instagram, which you should be at 50 plus a tip on Instagram, I've been posting the poster and reminders and the tickets up on there, but that will be September 13th, which is a Tuesday at 7 to 9.30 p.m. at the number five orange here in Vancouver. Uh, It's going to be awesome. There's going to be prizes, music, food, drinks, merch, merch, um, us, our beautiful faces. And what, what more would you need? Yeah. Full stop period. You're lucky. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be really fun and we're super excited to meet all of you. So make sure to get your tickets. It's also, you get a discount if you get uh, two or more tickets at the same time to encourage you to bring all your lovely friends with you. Yeah. Should be good. We're super excited. Yeah. It's finally happening, and we're finally back. Should we address the fact that we've been gone? Oh, because I know y'all are addressing it, because you <laughs> message me constantly being like, when's the next episode? Where have you been? And I'm, like, I'm living my best life, working yeah. all the time. Uh, no, that's you. You've been working hella. But uh, it just gets away on you sometimes, I think, the podcast, as much as I love doing it. It takes a lot of time to like mm-hmm. do the recording, our schedules. You've been traveling a lot for work, so it's been hard to have us sit down. Yeah. And then the times that we have tried to record – um, not together. The universe just wants us to be together because yeah. for some reason, every time we try, it's not having it. Our internet fails. Something goes awry. Yeah, my internet was messing up last time we tried to do it over like over Zoom. Your internet was messing up the time before that. Yeah. So we just gotta we the people the people want it. The internet wants it for us to uh, sit down and talk shit together. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like touch on the thigh. Uh, no, and we missed you guys as much as you clearly missed us. It's funny because when I look over my notes before the, before we record, I'm because I obviously write notes throughout the weeks or months <laughs> that we haven't yeah. recorded of uh, things that happened that I have to tell you about. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have a little chuckle to myself remembering things. Uh, what have you been up to in your personal life? Give the uh, listeners some updates. What have you been up to? Not personal. A true. I feel that for you. <laughs> Not for me. I've been too much personal life, but yes. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, what the updates were last time. I It's truly been a while, though. I, um, I've i been getting away for, like, small holidays here and there, camping and stuff. Um, I saw my second ever bear in the wild. A bear. Yes. 
I don't. Yeah, I was doing cute and climb the tree. <laughs> I'll climb a tree. Yeah. I was uh, camping with some girlfriends in Cat Lake um, with my dog Sloan. And we knew that there was a beer in the area, like it had just reopened because mm-hmm. um, there was an aggressive beer bucket at people's tents. Mm. And they had um, moved it and were tracking it. And we were talking to the lady, um, the park ranger. And she was like, yeah, yeah, there's a bear, but they're tracking it. It's like way over there, way over there. And then suddenly we see a girl. She turns around and right behind her. <laughs> no, but we see like a girl, a lady with her two dogs being like, oh, yeah, I just saw it over the hill. And we're like, how fast did you walk? Like, oh, yeah. How fast is this? How far is yeah. it? And so I guess that bear had like a baby a while ago now. So it was like on its own, but it was like limping and skinny and just like but stealing like loaves of bread like straight from people's campsites honestly i I relate (laughs) (laughs) Um, not a skinny bar but stealing bread (laughs) yeah it like ran past us maybe like 30 feet away sloan's going nuts um but yeah then it was just like up in the tree for like hours i know and it had like a little limp Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's the same thing about you. I saw a skinny little thing. <laughs> Limping <laughs> on only two legs. Eating bread that I wanted. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was kind of like spooky knowing that there was like bears in the area. I am really, I mean, I didn't grow up with them. We truly have nothing that can kill you in New Zealand. Yeah, like the opposite of Australia. Yeah, truly, <laughs> truly. Um, and so... It was like uh, there was another couple that was camping right under the tree that um, where the bear was. was? Yeah, and so they like. Did you tell them and you're like, this could be fun? Yeah, (laughs) during the day that we saw the bear, like right as like evening was happening, um, dusk I guess, Um, and just like we were like, oh, if you want to come join us and like camp and like make because there was three people camping in this entire camping space because it was like a Tuesday or something, right? And so, um, like, an hour later, we it's, like, dark, and we hear these people, like, coming with their lights, and they're just picking up their entire tent. And they're like, we're not taking up on that offer. <laughs> and they apparently, they just, like, the beer was just, like, staring at them the entire time. Like, they could just see the eyes in the dark. Oh, that'd be creepy. And so the... Oh, that'd be creepy. Is, and this was this girl's first time ever camping. See? That's why you don't camp. Yeah. <laughs> and so she was just sitting on the table, staring at the beer, while her boyfriend, like, packed packed up all the tents and stuff and just like walked with it probably like yeah 500 meters to where we were camping crazy and they were like honestly we left the bear we left the small stuff like everything is still in the bear like catch right um and they're like we weren't taking it out in front of the bear and like just trailing it to you guys (laughs) they're like literally dropping breadcrumbs as they go (laughs) oh that's funny it is really cool though when you see like the actual like wild animals doing their thing like yeah it's, it's very neat when you're like oh yeah there are things beyond humans totally. in this world uh, my parents go for loud drives up through like Coquihalla and mm-hmm. like up like even like north and stuff and they're always sending me videos of like bears and coyotes and like the different wildlife they see and they've seen like moose and stuff yeah it's so cool like the things that you see when you kind of escape the city for a bit yeah it's actually the first bit I've ever seen in Canada since really Canada. yeah the first bear I saw was in Yosemite Oh. Yeah, that was a, honestly a terrifying experience. I rounded the corner and there was a bear and her two cubs. Oh, God, yeah. And I cubs. was like, well, I guess I run, <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> what you're not supposed to do. I guess I'm like a huge scene in Dragon yeah. to me. But we later found out that um, I think no uh, like fatal or like serious incidents have happened with bears in Yosemite. They just must be so used to people. Yeah, well, there's always a time, first time exactly. for everything. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> Famous last words. Yeah, truly. Really, yeah. That's cool, though. That's really cool. Yeah. Hey, you haven't really been having much of a life, hey? You've just been working hella. Sorry, I'm not telling my Kevin's story. <laughs> yeah, for a very long time, went on, yes. <laughs> Which tells me you do nothing else. Yeah, truly. Really, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm working as a research assistant again, too. So when I'm not dancing, I'm like, I mean, I really have Doing a real people job. Yeah, vanilla job. But, um, <laughs> with the same professor that I did the article with last time. So I'm very like thankful and excited to be working with him again. And mm-hmm. he actually published a article, which we will be reviewing on the podcast when we finally catch up to all the things that we need to be doing Yeah, about kind of uh, using Twitter to analyze like uh, sex work through COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me like, if there was ever anything that I wanted to, do a research paper on um, that I could pitch the idea to him as well. So yeah, I might, once I finish this and have a little bit more time on my hands, um, I might think of something to do because I would love to do some research in the field. Yeah. It makes such a difference when you're doing any kind of work, um, academic work focused on stuff you actually enjoy. Totally. Like so much of my last year of university, I was writing papers regarding sex work mm-hmm. and I was like, actually enjoying the writing process totally um, as opposed to like just dry stuff I give two fucks about so it's cool that he's very receptive to that Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah Yeah. what have you been doing in your personal life um yeah so I've been trying to put more time aside for self-care and specifically Sundays having like a nice massage like even if they're like I'd like it typically to be a solo date just kind of Mm -hmm. take myself for massage um kind of turn the brain off the brain on the shelf, which doesn't happen too often. If you know me, it's kind of going at all times. So it's been nice to kind of force myself that hour and a half, just like quiet, yeah, like giving back to my body kind of thing. Um, but then I had a couple missteps with massages lately. I took my partner to one, uh, but the place I usually go to was closed. So I, it was like late. We were at like nine o'clock and other places were open. So it's kind of slim pickings. And I found this one, and it already looked like a little, like, meh on the website, yeah. but I was like, no, bears can't be choosers, we'll go. Yeah, so we asked, I asked for a couple's massage, because, you know, typically if you're going to go for a massage, and you're going with someone, why would you even go with anyone if you're just going to be in your own room, yeah. and not see them for the duration of it? So, we go in, and walking down the hallway, and this um, young Asian woman is, um, greets us and she goes, okay, so you're in this room to my partner. And I'm like, that's a weird way to say we're in this room. And then, he, then she's like, and you're and like, and so he goes in this room and then she walks me down the hallway further. She's like, and you're in this room. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, it's nine o'clock. Like, you know, I'm not even like, be like, it's fine. Like, it was yeah. seven massages at this point. And so she goes, okay, well, you can just, you know, um, you know, take off your whatever you want and um, be back shortly for the massage. Yeah. I'm like, okay, perfect. So I'm, on the massage table naked while I have, like, my thong on a river. Hey, you're welcome, listeners. And, <laughs> and uh, in walks this, like, very disgruntled-appearing, like, middle-aged man. And I'm like, I thought he, like, came to the wrong room. Like, he's a customer. And yeah. he's like, okay, we, we'll start. And I was like, what are we starting? Like, what is happening? Yeah. And he gave me the worst massage I've ever had in my life. He kept, like, slapping me. And I was like... This is not a deep tissue massage that I had wished for. And he just was like, every time he, like, touched me, it would be like a breath. He'd be like, (sighs) like, I'm not even joking. I felt like I was at fucking work. You know when you're upstairs and or wherever the dance rooms are 
and your back is the guy and they always feel like they somehow need to massage your back and it's not even a massage it's more like it's awkward grabby tickle um that's literally what it's like and I was like how do I pay for this anyways it's terrible and then I come out and my partner's there and he's smiling like so big I was like does this fucker get a happy ending like what I just got like I just got groped for an hour and a half like what's happening um but yeah he's like how's your massage and then he like literally calmed my face he's like oh okay like instantly knew it was like I was like unimpressed uh, which is fine. Now I know not to go back there. Yeah. And then the next week, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for a solo massage. My place had an opening during the daytime on a Sunday. So I went and I uh, I go and it's me and another another woman is on the a coach beside me. And the lady that works there comes out and she goes, okay, so there's a little bit of a mishap, like a, a mistake, a mishap. And I'm like, okay. She's like, so I actually have you booked in for a couple's massage. I'm like, how do you even do that? don't know but I was like well clearly I'm a solo person here like where's my couple and I like look over and I'm like oh this is my couple like this random woman and she's like so would it be okay if you guys went together and I was like the nerve of them to even ask oh yeah and the fact that she wasn't like I know it's awkward she was like you're good right like you know like you have me a little pushy and I was like what and I just like looked over this woman and somehow you start feeling it's your fault but I didn't fuck up at all here yeah and I was like I guess I'm okay if she's okay she's like I'm okay and it wasn't even, like, this room that they put us in was, like, side-by-side beds or sides on the opposite of the room. Yeah. It was literally head-to-head beds. Like, hold hands yeah. while you get massaged beds. And I was like, oh, God. Okay. So, I'm like, I'll step out so you can get changed. Obviously, I'm not like, you know, yeah. I'll sure I show her as much as, like, you know, uh, privacy as we can when we're both lying naked on the bed yeah. getting touched. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is so awkward. And then, yeah, she gets naked and I come in and I get it, whatever. And then we're in this massage and the whole time just, like, this is not what I wanted. But like, like, I don't even understand that. Did they just not have another available? I think room? that's. I think they booked double booked themselves, and then they were like, "Okay, well, we can have two people in this bed." Oh, so I they, think that's. Yeah. I think it was what really happened. Um, yeah, because yeah. you can't like two people call in separately. How on earth would you be like, "Oh, you accidentally put them as a couple"? Like, yeah, you ran out of beds. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, I was. I thought like, not that I ever like need the discount or anything, but I thought like there'd be some kind of like compensation or be like okay we'll oh, discount you or we'll give you a free one next time or half off nothing and these massages that I go to are not cheap like yeah. the ones that I like the, the specific place I like is not a cheap massage place and I was like that's disappointing because I've been going here for years and I was like yeah yeah did you ask for a discount no you know me I would never yeah I'm too You're like really awkward I'm so awkward about it me and my little ziplock bag yeah <laughs> Um, do you, what sort of massage do you go to? Do you go to like R&T? A tie, a tie deep massage. Why don't you go to R&T? Because then you can, uh, write it off. Write it off. Yeah, I've got, I go sometimes. I go sometimes to the R&Ts, but I find like this not as good typically. Like the, like the the tie massage beat me the fuck up and I love it. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be bruised from you jumping on my back. Like I need that. Yeah. Um, the best massage that I ever went to was at, um, Sparkling Hill when we went. Oh, that was hands yeah. down. That was the best facial, best massage I've ever got in my life. Yeah. I would literally drive there just for that and drive back. Let's go. Yeah, done. <laughs> so you won't hear from us for another month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> darling Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, no, I, I go to the RNT. I should be going more regularly. I'm trying to go more regularly. It's hard to, like, book that time for yourself, hmm. even though it's, like, much needed. My knees are so messed up from, like, one of the stages. Yeah. I, like, it came back. I came back and it was so swollen. It's almost like... You know those fake, um, the fake sort of like slats of wood that people oh, put on the floor? Yes, yeah, like the cheap ones, yeah. Yeah, it's like that on the stage. Oh my god. Yeah. What a weird choice. I know. 
I've danced on some stages where they're like cement. And you're yeah. like, who the fuck thought putting cement on a stage would be a good idea? I mean, the fu- the five stage would I like where we usually <laughs> camp out <laughs> um, <laughs> is like not the most forgiving stage either. No, like, that's pretty it's hard. Hot. It's pretty cement like. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. I've been thinking a lot about getting a leg sleeve done. Yeah. I always love, like, I'm a, I'm an all or nothing person in every area of my life. So I either want covered to shit tattoos or absolutely no tattoos. And I'm in the process of currently removing 90% of my tattoos yeah. right now. But then I was just like, fuck, should I just get a full ass leg, like, from my hip all the way down to my ankle tattoo? Which brings me to this week's poll. I am curious if you have experience or you think that heavy tattoos increase, decrease, or have no impact on your income and clientele. So I'm going to post that poll up on the Instagram within this next week, and then we'll review it our following um, discussion. But I'm very curious what people have noticed if they have noticed any kind of change. I think my Um, clientele would change quite a bit. Oh, I I think, like, do you mean if you were to get heavy tattooing whilst dancing, so going from one to the other? Yeah. Right, because I was going to say, I think if you get into the industry with heavy tattoos, you have, like, you just get a different clientele. Yeah. So I, I guess, also, like, even the if difference those people, would be Yeah, high. even people that are heavy tattooed going into it, I'm wondering how often they t- get told, um, we won't hire you because of your tattoos. Because that, I mean, I mean, ten, yeah. nine, eight years ago when I first started, that was a the thing. They wouldn't hire girls with tattoos. Now every girl has a lot of tattoos, but back then yeah. it wasn't. And there's still places like New York certain places in California that won't have tattooed girls working. Um, so I definitely think it's more a hindrance to getting hired tattoos. I don't think there's many clubs that'll say we won't hire you because you have no tattoos. Oh, right. Like, and there's a lot yeah. of places that won't hire you because you have tattoos. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. And I think I see more often, I know, baby, I think there's often more times clients request no tattoos than I see clients requesting tattoos. That's why I think it's more to lean towards no tattoos. Mm. Yeah. Right, but does the clientele that like tattoos versus not like tattoos spend more? Are the better quality clients? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think um, it depends. If I think old money will typically like no tattoos, yeah. and then new money would like tattoos. Would like tattoos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very interesting study. If only there would be like this, like you could have more of a constant with it, and you could yeah. study on that and not have so many moving parts. Can I talk about my spreadsheet? You talk about your spreadsheet. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> um, so I came across. Actually, I have to find um, the. TikToker that I like inspired me to do this. Mm. Um, oh, is that where you got from TikTok? I did, yeah. You love um, the tiki tackies. I do love the tiki tackies. Um, so the TikToker that I was inspired by is Mickey from the Club. That's a TikTok, and she is also a statistics student. And she wrote, uh, she wrote up a thesis actually about her. Um, her income versus which colored wig she wears. I love that. So she has like a neon um, yellow, blue, pink, blonde, red, and she tracked her income the days that she worked, which wig she was wearing, etc. And she did a thesis on it, and she also just like has spreadsheets on it. So I was like, oh, that's a really good I- idea. Um, I wonder, like, you let's know, go further. Let's <laughs> go further. And so I'm writing down, like, obviously. I think she just works in like one club. And so I have on my spreadsheet um, which club I worked at, if I was on stage or not, how many stage sets I did, how many lap dances I did, the money I made. 
Um, and then I was like, I wonder if I could break this down further because, you know, especially our home club plays a lot of like sports games and is right on like the track to like the stadium too. So I was like, okay, maybe I can put in like what sports games were on, if it was a home or away game, how the team did, like whether they won or lost, the temperature too, uh, the day of the week. Like you should, you should also mark if you're menstruating or not. I am on an IUD though, uh, so it's a little bit harder to tell. I think. Right. Do you um, not bleed? Do you not have bleed at all? Not really. No. Oh, I like spot. Yeah. Oh, I understand. Um, but yeah, because we read about that study about the menstruating too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also which wig I'm wearing, and then just like my general like mood too. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I will partake in this with you. I know you keep asking me to. If you, because you've done all the work to making a spreadsheet, if you just pass it along to me, I yeah, will absolutely. keep it as well. Yeah, I think or there's a just... lot of like, obviously, there's a lot of like different factors. Like, if you were to like, I think we see even ourselves one week at the club's gonna be great as opposed to another week. So, if yeah. you wore a blonde wig that week and then a red wig the shitty week, you can't really equate it to your wig because the well, club no. is lower shitty I mean, already. Also not in two weeks, but like spread out over a year. Yeah, I think you definitely years. have a long tunnel study to actually see yeah. any real uh, results. But definitely interesting. And yeah. I think there are like different trends. Like I've done that for years. I always, as you know, I always write down um, the days I work and the money. Um, and then I write down what, how that money was accumulated. So like, was a specific, specific client did it come from? Yeah. Or um, was it the fights that night? Like I've, I've done that for many years. And then I also keep track of like monthly um, which months are better? Yeah, I do that too. Like, it just which helps days you make. of the week too? I yeah. put in my the hours that I work yeah. too. Yeah, I do that too. How many um, hours I was at the club? Or what yeah. time I went in? Yeah. Um, because it's good to like start noticing like there are trends of when the money's there and when the money's not. Yeah. Um, it's so funny actually. There was a girl upstairs um last week, and she's like, "If I ever see that you're not here at the club, I go shit because I know you come when money's here." <laughs> and I was like, "That's so funny that I like I'm like your kind of like your yeah. metric for uh." Yeah, how good night, good night, and it's gonna be yeah. not if I show up. That's funny, but yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm pretty like stoked to see the results of it, and I'm hoping that I can use it in my degree at some point. Yeah, you know? or even not, it might help you make a lot more yeah. money too. No, it's very cool, very cool idea. Um, also cool that it's Pride Week, like we were saying earlier in Vancouver. I'm super excited. They have a bunch of stuff going on all week. Um, for Pride, are you gonna do anything for Pride, Jimmy? Fun plans? Um, I'm booked this weekend, right, just the Sunday at the penthouse. I'm taking over for um, a gal who's got like a bunch of pride stuff. They recently changed their days of the week that they are open, so it was oh. like I, I covered like a couple of shows. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I wonder how the clubs will be Pride night. I've always heard it's been really bad. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I mean, there's so many other events going on, but you know, those straight white men have to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I've heard it's never really typically very good mm-hmm. for Pride. Um, but yeah, you'll have to report back to me. I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to yeah. go um, out with some friends. We're going to have um, some time at a friend's house who's in English Bay, which is very close to where the mm-hmm. Pride Parade will be, or on like kind of like near Davy. Oh, somewhere like near Davy Street, like yeah. that end, West End area. And then um, we're going to go bounce around some clubs or something. Nice. Should be fun. I haven't had like a night out in a very long time. So. Yeah, I think I'm going to, like, go out after as well. I only have two shows on the Sunday, so I'm just going to go in work those shows and then leave, I think. That's dope. Is your last show early enough? I think it's, like, 12.45. In our world, that's early, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so I then, I have a girlfriend of mine uh, from Australia is here right now. 
um, and she might go to uh, our the classic Roxy Sunday. Oh god, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you lost me ten years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, what about work? The, she loves the country music. Oh god. Uh, what about work updates? What's you've been working a hell of a lot. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been enjoying the circuit. I went up north for like two weeks, um, which was fun and fine. One week um, was a little quiet because it was uh, Canada Long Weekend, right? And um, it was like the I swear to God the first sunny day that British Columbia has had. Right. Um, so everyone was camping. Like every campsite was full. Um, but the following week after that was really good. I enjoyed dancing up there. Um, and the, the infamous Looney Games, I guess, which is Tuning like, toss. yeah, yeah, exactly. So for those that are not, uh, in the BC or Alberta sort of realm where it's kind of popular, um, I, I learned that they started the Tuning Toss, which is basically like Canadians have $1 and $2 coins. Um, and somewhere in Alberta, uh, they started mandating that you had to be like three feet away from the stage. Like, so you, it was really difficult to kind of tip, um, the dancers bills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they, don't, they also don't roll up like American dollar bills, like paper, they're plastic. So right. you can kind of like scrunch and throw them. Um, so they started tossing the coin, like $1 and $2 coins onto the stage. Cause you can get those further. And then the girls ended up um, making games out of it. So up there, you sell a lot of promos. So magnets of pictures of you, lighters, posters, stickers, anything like that. Um, and you would maybe roll up a poster and have the guys try and shoot uh, the loonies or toonies into the poster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they got five, they got a magnet or something. Or mm-hmm. girls would stick magnets or other loonies to them and have the guys try and like gently knock it off mm-hmm. um so i participated in that game also you can make a ton of money just it's so easy to throw 25 dollars worth of loonies as opposed to like a 20 sitting down a 20 dollar bill yeah you know i always think it's funny vancouver girls always make fun of like alberta being like oh the toonie toss that's so like embarrassing and then i started in alberta before i moved here, yeah back here um and i was like it's, you can make killer money but also what's the difference between that and like, the, you start the Toonie games when you're kind of, like, already naked and done dancing because just such a tripping hazard. Although those bills can be real slippery, too. Oh, God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what's the difference between throwing, like, a bunch of Toonies and throwing a bunch of $1 notes? Yeah. Like, no, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I really enjoyed it. I thought the vibe up there was really cool. Um, it was a lot more, like, flexible on the sort of music you could play, too, just because... It was like that type of environment. Um, but then on my very last show, I have this like cute Baywatch, um, like swimsuit like costume. Suit, yeah. Exactly. And I was doing a slip and slide show where I like covered the stage in like water and soap and I like had water guns and stuff. And someone stole my fucking costume. My and by last someone, show, you mean a customer, a customer in the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. Off my stage fucking weird yeah uh, my last show of my two weeks up north last night like fucking gone i was livid it was, was so annoying it, so thank god it wasn't the start of your it's so disrespectful thank god it wasn't the start of your fucking week yeah out of costume and like thank still. god it's like not it's not very expensive to like make and replace, replace but yeah. like i still yeah annoying. just really annoying who asked that it's fucking embarrassing know. don't do that shit no so that was like a really that was kind of a dump 
mm-hmm. trip, but Olaf, it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Are you starting to feel more comfortable on stage now? I think so. I would like to say I've improved. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You're we'll working see with me this week, so I'll be yeah. there judging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you'll be good. Um, what else has been happening with work? You've just been going hard lately. Yeah. I mean, really, like, stage and traveling and stuff has been my main my main thing just because uh, I'm going back to school come September, so I'm going to be a little bit limited to the gigs that I'm able to pick up. Are you missing uh, private work, or are you enjoying the clubs more? Um, I'm enjoying the club, I think. I just, like, it's just something different, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I'd be able to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'll do private work, too. I just, yeah. Your schedule doesn't allow it very much either. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it will when I go back to school because I'll be booked less. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of okay with the fact that I'm Enjoy just, yeah. the club while you can. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to get the different experiences. You learn a lot more. Yeah. Different changing up your environment for sure. Yeah. Um, I've been working a fair amount. Yeah. <laughs> a fair amount. Um, I had a random Wednesday afternoon gig. It's like a little while back now. And there were three guys. It's like a small party. It's like three guys and me and my girlfriend, who's a close friend of ours. So complimentary. Um, just like worshipping us mm-hmm. the whole time. They were so polite. It was just like literally best case scenario. And on top of that, they were so generous. And then they ordered us really good food. We were in like um, at this like a hotel nearby. So then they ordered a bunch of room service food. And it was like crab cakes and like oh steak gosh, bites yeah. and it was so delicious and we were just like eating it like just like me and her like talking shit with each other eating it and they're like that's so beautiful as we're like downing these crab yeah. cakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> like 10 out of 10 such a good shift yeah. um that like and like you're midweek on the afternoon you're off by like nine and nine at night like it was like best case yeah. scenario oh so gosh. that was really good yeah finish the story and then i have to tell you about that's the client oh that was a- <laughs> um that reminds me of like this customer that we had in um in the what you call it? Oh, up north. Mm-hmm. And um, he just like rolls in. He's like a young looking dude, like tattied up, handsome. Ooh. And he just like sits at the edge of the stage, and he just like pulls out this like these twenties, and then just like continues. Love to see it. And I was like, and even when you weren't dancing in front of him, he'd still like pile them on top of each other. It's like small like little pile of 20s on the edge of the stage yeah and um there was like only four of us working up there and he was like on stage and he was so lovely he was so complimentary he's like I just love what you girls do I think you are all so beautiful and you know I wear my wig at work so I have like long blonde hair he's like I just love your hair like it's so beautiful and then he looks across like the bar to um, a girl I was working with who has like a shaved head and he's like oh I love the shaved head I did I saying just, like really saying good things yeah like, exactly yeah. and just like you know, like I find a lot of customers are like oh I really like long hair and then would be like and then oh, I don't really good. like that because I don't like shaved hair yeah like, you don't need to pair it with a negative no exactly yeah. and like yeah he was just so great and then at one point like we get him to come back another day and we're all kind of like working kind of as a team like right. we're making sure that he sits on at least you know a little bit of a, each girl's stage so that each girl is getting tabbed before we like kind of steal them away for a dance. Right, right. Just like respecting each other. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And at one point he's like throwing down hundreds and fifties onto our stage too. 
Nice. Um, yeah, it was really sick. And then um, I went for a double dance with another girl, and the girl like complimented me and was like, "Oh, I think she's so beautiful." And he's like, "You're both so beautiful." You know, I was like, Good. "Damn, who raised you, right?" Yeah. <laughs> How old do you think you were? Like a younger guy? I would say like twenty nine, maybe thirty two, kind of. A dream. I know. And then he ran to the night, never to be seen again. Yeah. But is, is he from yeah, there? Yeah, we got his number. So he's actually from Toronto, I think. That's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was like, yeah, up north, just getting away from the city, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to come down to visit Vancouver at some point. But I think the guys, the guys say a lot of things, so we'll see. That but is yeah. true. That is Hopefully. true. Uh, that's awesome. Wait, yeah. Like what a, uh, the whole like trifecta of yes. like, you're, what, you're generous, you're kind, you're attractive, you're yeah. young, like few and far between, but yeah. lovely when we see them. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what else happened lately? We had um, <laughs> we had a client together this a while back now, and actually someone I know, um, I knew his friends, and we sat with them, and then uh, he ended up going for dances with us, and he's like very like he can like he can throw mm-hmm. jokes and jabs too, yeah. And we were just having a fun time like dancing on him, making jokes, and then of course one of us took it too, <laughs> took it too far, and. One thing I've learned in my years Bob? of being is a guest, <laughs> yes, Bob, yes, Bob. In the years I've learned, we don't comment on balding men. Like, it's like <laughs> that's just the one thing where it's never really lands right. And what do you do? You look at this man's shiny ass scalp, light reflecting in your eyes, and you decide, you know what, you are <laughs> big bald Bob. <laughs> And it was, like, the record scratch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, yeah. He was, was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he was throwing some jabs. And it started with Bob, Big Bob. Right. You, we can call Because he was, like, Bob. what? he's, like, what name do you want to call me? And we're, like, Bob. And then he's, like, Big Bob. Yeah. <laughs> and all laughs until someone commented on his receding hairline. <laughs> and it was so awkward. He was, like, what is this, a roast? I was, like, what is now? Someone took a weird turn. I look like I didn't go back to my friend. You acting like you didn't jump on that wagon no. too. Me? Insulting a man? Yes. I yeah. did. Your ears up. Yes. Big bomb bomb. Love alliteration. Can't turn away from it now. I did. That was good. I did it, and he still did. He did. He said a little too good money on us, probably because he wanted us to stop. I think he actually did tell us to stop at one point. Um, no, I had like a really good run there. Oh, really. I regret nothing. I had a really good run of like awesome guys. I had like, this one guy was sitting at the bar. This has happened like numerous times now where I'm in like my normal clothes sitting at the bar, just talking shit with a dancer, deciding how I want to work or not. And then someone comes in and they're like, are you, do you work here? And I'm like, are you going to pay me? <laughs> I, like, I could work here. And I left out. It was like a Friday afternoon. It was like three in the afternoon or something. This guy came up and was like, are you working? And he was like, a younger guy, maybe like 32, like early 30s. And I was like, that could be. And I ended up spending two hours with him and literally like so casual and he was mm-hmm. so generous and it was just such like a nice like turn of events where I was like I don't think I'm gonna work the club's dead yeah and I just happened to get this one guy who was like I have money to give you and he just takes a stack of 20s and I was like actually I'm working thank you for asking yeah. <laughs> right now yeah. yes I'm working well we had that happen twice with us too when we were at the bar like doing some <laughs> admin stuff in the podcast yeah um and we had guys come up and be like are you we were like in sweats and you were in leggings yeah um and then they were like oh you are you working and we're like we could yeah be. 
Absolutely. And if we just, I don't, do we even get changed? I don't remember. We might have. I, I think we got me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> no, it was good. It, that's my favorite. Um, then I had a really nice golf gig with a bunch of really attractive young men. Mm-hmm. I went golfing with them and I was, was golf really caddy. Fun, right? Yeah, it was a lot of guys. And I was golf caddy for this really handsome younger guy that was all tattied up, my type. And uh, I was sitting on his lap in the golf caddy and he's like, you can drive. And I was like, are you sure? Because I have a lead foot. I, you know, take no prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, literally like foot to the floor and we almost went in the water and he went to jump out because like, I was like, (laughs) and I like literally just missed the water. And he jumped out, and, like, when he jumped out, he tried to, like, help, like, get me out, too, but I would, like, lash onto the steering wheel. And then he, he would, like, rip me. I was like, ah! And he jumped out, and I ran over his foot. Oh, no. Why well, shouldn't he jump out? Yeah. You little bitch. <laughs> and then I got laughing so hard, and he was, like, literally lying on the ground. I was like, oh, are you okay? He's like, it's okay. And then his friend was like, I think you ran over his foot. He's like, no, she's fine. And there was literally track marks across his leg. And I was like, oh. and he was so sweet. He's like, I'm totally fine. He's like, are you okay? And I was like marry me like marry me i can run you over and you're still yeah. good like my I'm mom ran over my back. when i was like ada builds character right i think it was yeah i think it developed our um, relationship more um i never heard from him again <laughs> no but it was really fun it was a good time it was just it always makes work better when the guys are like cute and handsome yeah of course you know, and nice um what else has been awesome oh yeah i've had a really awesome regular i met a few weeks ago and he loves um, balls getting stepped on. Favorite. Love that for me. He's bought me a fuck ton of shoes. I think he's bought me, like, seven pairs of shoes. Yeah. Um, in the last, like, two months, which is awesome. Not that I need more. I think I'm at 20-something, yeah, mid-20s now. Yeah, I think actually going to put that over. Take some of mine. I have so many fucking shoes. They never <laughs> get touched. They have, like, the fucking stickers on them, so it's bad. Um, but... I'm not buying them, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, he bought me these really cute pink um pleaser boots. Yeah. And uh it was so cute. We were like sitting at the table talking. He's like, what better way there is to spend uh a, an afternoon than having your pink boots squish my balls? Oh. And he just had like the straightest, happiest face. And I was like, I also love that for me. Yeah. And it's he's just so awesome. He's so polite. Like this is the one I spoke about before where his wife had passed away and he's a uh, a widower um yeah just a lovely gentleman yeah and i love a guy who wants to you know worship my feet yeah so it's a win-win all around yeah okay we need to get into listener questions because we have a fuck ton yeah you know uh, all those episodes that we said and we'll do the listener questions next time guys it's arrived this is the time well the ones we can get through <laughs> okay so first listener comment message here Listen to Courtney's episode last night on my drive to town. Loved it. She's awesome. Often people just sound inspirational or motivational with very little substance. In the other, on the other hand, she provided real life examples of how she doesn't let people and crap get in the way of who she chooses to be. So much value. I could listen to it over and over. Thank you and take care. If you guys haven't listened, Courtney's episode, I believe it's episode 110. And it was really, really good. And we got a lot of great feedback. So I just want to share that one. And y'all should check out that episode. Next message here with regards to episode 111. I've been dancing for six years in Van and New West. I think the dance minimum is a newer thing because I only started hearing girls say that last year. Or maybe it's a club thing. Some club owners want dancers to tell the person watching the camera how many dances they'll do. I'm not a fan of that, but I've always been good at getting a minimum of two dances. So 
So this is a reference to I telling yeah. you that I've heard girls recently say I only I have to do a minimum of two, yeah. um, which I don't necessarily agree with. But. Which is not a club thing from my knowledge. Like I understand what they're saying about like the club want, they want to know how many dances you do, but like isn't that why they count them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it should be yeah. Yeah. Another message with regards to episode one eleven, tipping because I think we talked about tipping in that in yeah. that episode. Tipping goes back as far as the 1600s in the 18th century. A tip was a gratuity given to a servant. Mm -hmm. The earliest usage of tip involving waiters comes in 1825. The acronym for tip or tips actually stands for to ensure promptness or to ensure prompt performance or to ensure prompt service. Is an invention of the 20th century since there is no evidence that acronyms were used in the English language prior as well as the notion of furnishing up a tip after receiving services. So strippers furnishing their tip ahead of time harkens back to tipping origins. How you furnish said tip is none of my business. I'm also not going to fuck you gals either. <laughs> and that episode we were talking about how, like, yeah. that guy was saying, like, oh, you guys are so hot, but, like, I'm not going to fuck you. Yeah. I fuck you. <laughs> that's a little nod to that. Uh, but that's very interesting, that the to ensure prompt service or to ensure yeah. performance. Um, yeah, a lot of people have a lot to say about the idea of asking for a tip ahead of time or, or whatnot. I guess, like, yeah, I mean, look, I did not at all grow up in a place where you tip, and if mm. you did tip, it was, like, someone absolutely above and right. beyond what was expected. Right. Which, like, arguably doesn't really happen that much anymore in, mm. like, any industry. It's sort mm. of just, like, expected percent like tip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, typ- I typically wait to get tipped afterwards if they had me like cash it first yeah i think it's crazy how the percentage that's expected as a tip has gone up over the years mm-hmm. quite fast like when i was younger it was 10 percent then 50 percent was a good tip then 50 percent was a typical tip now 20 yeah. is a typical tip um but you see like the actual like hourly wage very slowly 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 going up yeah um so it's kind of on the consumers to constantly be paying um livable yeah. wages which is a whole other issue on itself but I was dancing at a club um, the other day, and I took this guy for a dance, like, two dances, and he was one of those guys that, like, was literally trying to, like, grab me and, like, grind against me, and so I was, like, avoiding it any which way. We went for two dances, and then he, like, gave me the money. I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's, you know, 50 bucks a tip, Um, and then I, like, got it, and two of them were stuck together, and I was, he was like, here you go, and I was like, Oh, thanks, babe. Like, this is enough. I miscounted the 20s. Mm. And he's like, it's a hundred. Like, I gave you a five dollar tip. It's a hundred and five. And I was like, yeah, sorry, I miscounted the 20s. And he's like, yeah, I gave you five dollars. I was like, well, that's not a very good tip. Yeah, you're right. I know. Yeah. I more. <laughs> and I said that because I was like, sick of, like, this man had like tried to make me like do the most. And like, Ugh. I don't mind a little grinding and stuff, but like, don't try and like force my hips. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if you're new. I've been coming here oh, for like, God. three Are years. You? And I was like, I said what I said. He's like, you tried to like, you tried to scam me or something. I gave you $5. I was like, I apologize for miscounting the 20. Like, that was my bad. Mm-hmm. But like, also $5 isn't very good tip. <laughs> Not at all. Please learn. Ugh, you are so embarrassing. Yeah. You're like, I'm aware you were cheap. Yeah. And? Ugh. And I, I like, I mean, I am also in the mindset of like, any tip is a good tip. But like, let's try to be in that mindset. Yeah. yeah. But this man like, be was just it. like too much. Yeah. Yeah, somebody really testing us. Next uh, message here. 
Hi, Danny and Riley. I hope you're both well. I was just looking for a bit of guidance. I've been a cam model on and off for about a year. The last five months, I've been doing it full time after signing with an agency and I absolutely love it. The only downside is I'm experiencing crazy burnout and I'm having a hard time establishing boundary with clients. I have one in particular that has spent a lot of money on me and has also bought me a new phone and MacBook. He now has become more demanding and asking for free news, video chats, etc. I've said no multiple times, but I think now he feels entitled to these things since he spent so much money on me. I'm unsure what to say to him, but it's clear now I need to get some serious boundaries up with him so that he understands this is a strictly transactional relationship. If you were in this situation, how would you go about this? Slash, what would you say? As always, thank you for taking the time to read this. You ladies are truly amazing. XO. First of all, what agency? Let me know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't know how much uh, how much advice I can give to you on cam. It really burned me out, too, when I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like you have to be on all of the time and mm-hmm. for, like, not as much pay as I think that a lot of cameras should be getting for, like, what they're doing. Um in regards to like the boundaries with the customer, I know it gets like, I also get in the mindset of like, and I know that you're a lot better at this than I am. You're, you have like a very strong, like, ain't nobody get nothing for free. True. <laughs> and I'm more of like a customer loyalist where like, I also feel like if a customer is like really loyal to me and like spending a lot of money, it would be like, you know, going out to dinner and like, buying this like a really expensive you know dinner for everyone floating the bill you know tipping the the waitress really well like a a a comped dessert you know goes a long way for somebody who is like you know showing their appreciation monetarily right but I would never ask for it right so expect expect it yeah exactly so like a chair on top yeah exactly so I think that like as soon as they start expecting it, if you give in, they're just going to expect more. A thousand percent. Yeah. It's like give an inch, take a mile kind of mindset. Yeah. In saying that, if they are spending a lot and what are you wanting to keep it down, or you could keep them around, sorry, you can always vocalize that like, I really appreciate what a cut, like what a great customer you are. And I, I don't mind sending you um, that cherry on top every once in a while, but it's going to be, on my terms mm-hmm. and when I choose to and when I feel like it. Yeah. So I would maybe like And obviously say nice than that. Yeah, obviously well <laughs> so when I fucking decide bitch. Yeah. Like, what? But actually like you could just communicate like that sort of thing if you wanted to keep sort of the like the fish hook out. Um as opposed to just like saying no, but also implementing the boundary of like you'll get it when like I wanna give it type yeah. thing. Yeah. And you can use that uh you can use that uh, example too of like, you know, just put it in layman's terms for him. Be like, listen, I appreciate that, you know, you're a customer at my business, but like, you can't just like ask for discounts. Like if you get like, I'm, I'm willing to give it if I feel like that's something that I want to do, but like you can't go around expecting for a dessert everywhere. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Um, it is definitely an awkward position to be in because you're like that fine line of, yes they have been good to me mm-hmm. and it is nice like you said to like offer them that little dessert to acknowledge that you yeah you know you've you've noticed that they you know go above and beyond but yeah it's like we well, don't want to set that precedent yes because then they're you're not 
it ends up being like you're doing more than they actually deserve. And then no, it's exactly. this weird, this terrible precedent. And the days that you don't do extra, well, they, you know, are entitled to it. Um, yeah, I, I would probably say something like if they were like, Oh, can I do whatever? I'd be like, you know what? Like, you know, camming takes a lot out of me. So I really do need some like, um, time for myself, but like, I love the time we do spend when I'm online together, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, wording it like that makes them realize that they're kind of like encroaching on yeah, your personal time. Um, and then I also would say if they're like, no, I pay you so much. I'd say, Oh, I, and I really appreciate that. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that it was payment for this. And then they say, Oh no, 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 it's not. It's not. I would say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then we're both, no, you both understand that you didn't pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, there's different ways to speak to different clients or, or you have a different persona that works for you. Totally. I'm be very blunt because that's like the persona I sell as opposed mm-hmm. to I sold more of a girlfriend's experience. It's more like, oh, baby, I didn't realize. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good luck. Yeah, it's. I know it's awkward the first time you set that boundary, but then once that precedent has been set that you have that boundary, you can at least fall back on it being like, remember we talked about this? Yeah. Um, but it's just awkward that first time and, and you'll yeah. – if you don't nip it in the bud like early too, it just it will just get keep getting worse for yeah. sure. Uh, next question here, can you maybe able to help me with this question, lol? So we had a male stripper for my aunt's seventieth birthday. He got ready in my cousin's basement suite. She said there were two condom wrappers in the garbage. Just the wrapper. What the heck does he do to prep that he needs two condoms? Um. Okay. Uh... I, f- I feel like sometimes they use the band of it. No, they like roll it up. As like the to, rubber to band cut off. to like cut off. Yeah. And like keep it uh, sort of hard. Yeah. And that's what I thought. I thought it was just, um, to, you know, using it to wrap around their deck to keep their erection. Yeah, so and you, then you they threw it out. Or they, they didn't throw it out. They flushed everything. Like, because they only had the condom wrapper. That's why she was yeah, like, where the condoms go? No, yeah. So, so I'm assuming that he like maybe broke the condom and then like rolled it yeah. to put over yeah. himself, if or just tied off before he went out there and then ripped it off and threw it away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like, we yeah, also, that was when he was so. getting ready. Then I'm assuming he's like wearing the band. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Would be like my first thought. Right. Otherwise, they might have just been old wrappers that he threw out because he's noticed the garbage bin. Yeah, and he maybe had them in his bag or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, also though, like a lot of like professional strippers, male strippers or penis having strippers, um, they have like their own tie offs, which are like their skin colors, so they're hidden better. Mm. So maybe he's a baby stripper. Yeah. He hasn't quite, you know, upped his, uh, his game yet, but your guess is good as mine. I don't yeah, have a, that would be my first thought. Yeah. That's why I figured too, is like a tie off. If you know a male stripper, Ask let me. us know. Yeah. Right. us in. Uh, this one's from the listener who is moving from Ontario to Vancouver and asked about stage requirements in episode 107. <laughs> <laughs> back now. Sorry. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, well, it's an update. Hey, Danica, just an update. I did my first shift at a club in Ontario, um, Ottawa. Not sure if you've danced out here before, but there's no difference between stage and VIP dancers. Everyone has to do stage and nobody tips on stage, so all the money you make is from lap dances. Literally. Tipping on stage isn't a thing here and it sucks. Needless to say, I had the most fun dancing on stage and definitely need to do that again. But VIP was a struggle. All the clubs here are full contact, which I'm not sure I'm comfortable with yet. Full respect to VIP girls who can approach guys with their smooth lines 
because I felt like I was back in a middle school dance getting rejected for my frizzy hair and braces. No, baby. <laughs> Anyways, I'm really excited to audition to be a stage stripper in Van because that was a blast. It's just too bad you don't get paid for it here. Thank you for all that you do. The podcast is so helpful, and I don't think I would have had the guts to do my first shift without it. Much love. And then they asked suggestions on how to approach men confidently. Many shit. Don't care what they say. Yeah. Um, No, I think it comes like anything with practice. Um, You, it just you just can't take it personally. Like even it's not about your frizzy hair and your braces at all. And one kind of way I think of it is like closed mouths don't get fed. So if you're too nervous about saying a no, then you're never gonna get those yeses. And yeah, it really has nothing to do with you when they do say no. I mean, it, it might, but like, just don't even tell yourself that. Be like, you know, maybe they want a bigger boob. Maybe they want a bigger butt. Maybe they want a flatter chest. Maybe they want dark hair and I have light hair. Maybe, you know, they want tan skin and I'm pale. Like, you know, it's so superficial, that these no's, that you can't even let them penetrate you in any way. Yeah. Yeah, I think confidence is like a practiced, mm-hmm. you know, a practiced thing. Um and just finding out what style works for you, you know, like, are you sort of the blunt person or are you like, do you need to have more of a connection to make you feel more confident to like ask for that dance, ask for that extra money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely like a lot of good resources out there as well. If you are just like struggling to find lines and way to approach people. I know that like um, Rex to Riches has a 101 lines and how to use them book, which is like, great for baby strippers if you're just trying to like get ideas of things to say mm-hmm. um I believe it's you can ta- you write it off as taxes too because it's training right um if you file your taxes as a dancer so but just watch how other girls move too I think like watch how the highest earner moves yeah um and how they hold themselves and how they approach people um and then just like play around with different lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have a bunch more questions, oh, shit. but we are running out of time. So I'm just going to end on this one here. Hi, Danica. First of all, I love your podcast. I listen to it every week. We've been missing some weeks, but no, we're going to be very good about it yes. moving forward. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> no, we are. We are. Uh, first of all, I love your podcast. I listen to it every week. I love to hear about other sex workers' perspectives since I am also a dancer in Vancouver. I talk about your podcast to everyone that has questions about the sex industry and want to learn about it. Thank you. That's very sweet. Spread the word. Yeah. Um, a couple months ago, I entered a book club, and I have always been really open about what I do for a living. Well, the girls in my book club are mainly square people, so they have a lot of questions and are really curious about the sex industry. So I would like for our next read to be a book about sex work. What would be your top five suggestions for books related to the sex industry? Thank you so much. As you guys know... Riley and I both love to read and um, I think I'm in like, I think I've been over last year, like in like three different book clubs. Me and my partner yeah, are, my <laughs> yeah, me and my partner are, um, it was actually very sweet. We were out for a brunch the other day and he was like, um, would you want to do a book club? And I was like, I'm in book clubs. He's like, no, just like a me and you book club. I was like, yeah. He's like, and I'll, we'll take turns picking books and we'll both read them and then discuss it. And I'm like, I love that. Like it's good motivation to read something and it's a great way to have deeper conversations with your partner about things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love a book club. I am guilty. Um, and also, yeah, first, like, thank you for that support. That's really sweet that you share the podcast with people. And I'm glad that it's been helping you and that you've been enjoying it. 
Uh, my top five sex relator book clubs would be in no particular order. Uh, Cam Girl by I- Isa, uh, I'm going to say her name wrong, Amazi. Yeah. Um, so her first name is I-S-A and last name M-A-Z-Z-E-I. It's a memoir written by a successful cam model. So if that's something that interests you, definitely check hers out. It's also now a Netflix or a show. I think it might be on Netflix, a movie. Um, and the movie does not really go with what the book was about. So I would suggest... Is that what the, that movie is supposed to be about? Cam? Cam. Yeah, Cam is her, it's her movie. It's definitely more of like a horror thriller, the yeah. movie is. But the actual book is more a memoir. Okay, yeah. Yeah, both are great. Um, I've talked to her on Instagram before. She's really lovely. Um, so I definitely check out Cam Girl's her book. Uh, Scarlet Letters by Jenny Nordback. It's about Dom work and she's talking about her experience working in an LA dungeon. Um, I love that one. I've read it many times. Um, my hands down, my favorite sex worker related book is by Lola Davina. It's a book by a full service sex worker for sex workers and it's called Thriving in Sex Work. Um, it's one of my all-time favorites. It literally felt like I was getting a loving therapy session mm-hmm. from a fellow um, a fellow sex worker. The podcast is great. She reads it herself, and her voice is really beautiful. So the if you don't have the sorry the audio, yeah. So if you don't if you don't feel like reading a book um, in hand, the Audible is really great for that. It's Thriving in Sex Work by Lola Davina. My last two revolting prostitutes that fight for sex workers' rights. It's by Juno Mack and Molly Smith. It's on sex work legality, um, specifically um, Canadian. So I definitely check that out. And then one that you and I really enjoyed was uh, by Dr. Raven Bowen called Work, Money, and Duality, which is a great book if you like reading about research and studies like I do. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, but I'm a psychology nerd, so (laughs) it's more in my field. Uh, I I have different ones, actually. Oh, love it. Yeah, so um, I agree with some of them. I think that if you have a book, club that is mostly squares um sex work and duality might be a little heavy on the like academic side and thriving in sex work might be something that they won't be able to connect with yeah relate too much yeah because it's really like advice for sex workers by sex workers Mm -hmm. uh i completely agree with scarlet letter i think for a bunch of squares that would be also um a great book yeah Um, it's just very like fun yeah um, I, that's the one I chose when I was in my square book club yes. and as my turn chose a book I chose uh, square letters because it yeah. is that like it's a world a lot of square people even a lot of sex workers don't really know yeah, about the um, yeah and um, she's she writes in a very fun approachable but with important conversations yeah. um, and it's a great conversation starter that book yeah. uh, so I definitely I agree with you for, for squares that's a good yeah. entry kind of book Cam Girl is also good um, if you want something about full service sex workers, I would say Happy Endings by Bella Green. It's a little... Did you read it? Yeah. Have you read it? We listened to it together on the on a ride. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking, yes, Bella Green's book. I'm thinking yes. about um, Happy Horror that just came out. Oh, no, not yet. No, um, okay. Happy Endings. Yeah, that it's was little, funny, yeah. Yeah, she's a comedian. It's a little maybe crass for people who are just dipping their toes into like, yeah, the world Yeah, she's very no holds barred. Yes, but it's very funny and a like a good, fun, light read. And we had her on the podcast as a guest, so go we check did. out her episode because it was really good. Yeah, and then um, last but certainly not least, and probably the first sex worker book I ever um, read by a Canadian comedian, um, Jacqueline Francis, The Beaver Show. Classic, a and, classic. Yes, a great book. That's a good one for yes, squares too. absolutely. Also, very similar to Scarlet Letters, where it has a, a lot of humor, but it also does touch on topics that are yeah. worth discussing. And that's basically exclusively about 
stripping with like a little bit of sugar babying in it but so it kind of depends like what maybe realm of sex work they're more interested in but my number one pick for any square group would be the fever show yeah yeah no that's a good one for sure um and scarlet letters is typically my go-to for squares Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you do want something heavier, there are some options as well. So that's a pretty good, well-rounded list to get yeah. you started. We got um, your dungeons, we got your camps, we got your, your uh, research, <laughs> we got your uh, research, we got advice, we got stripping. Yeah, we got it all. Um, I will post, I will list those out for you in the description in this um, episode so you can mm-hmm. have them visually laid out. Um, Sometimes I find reading about sex work when I'm working a lot can be a lot. So I feel yeah. like I don't get a break from that world. But it can also go the opposite way where it, it's nice to hear your own thoughts and see them on paper and mm-hmm. connect with someone else outside of yourself who's going through the same things in the industry that you might be going through. So um, it is nice to, to have like kind of a laundry list of um, yeah. a books to read um, when you feel that urge to dive into your uh, industry more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is it for this episode. We had to um, cut off some of those questions. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. As per usual. As per usual. Um, next week, we I promise we will get through the rest of your questions. Um, but please write in. I love getting them. Emailing, DMs, um, throw all your questions at us. I promise if I don't tackle them on the podcast in quick fashion, I always will respond via DM or via email with the answer. And then we'll go deeper into it on the podcast. So I promise these people are not waiting, uh, you know, eight months for me to answer. Um, But we love getting them. And we love that you guys listened and that you missed us and that you're on my ass to get a recording out. Um, So here it is. A reminder, rate, review, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere where you can get podcasts we're on. So please throw those five stars and the lovely reviews that you guys give us because it makes us feel good. And the live show, make sure to get your tickets. It's going to be so good. September 13th, that's Tuesday, 7 to 9.30 p.m. at Number 5 Orange in Vancouver, B.C., Canada. And it's going to be so much fun. So get those tickets. The link is in the bio of 50 Plus Tip Instagram. And I think that's all the uh, all the yelling I have to do. Yeah. That's, yeah. Good, that's all the admin. So as always, find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us. It feels so good to chat with you guys again and catch up with you, Riley, yeah. because <laughs> we haven't really been too long. It's been too long. As always, have a wonderful week. And happy morning. Bye. Bye.